Shavua Tov, today we'll be studying the fourth chapter of Hilchot Mechusare Kapara. This chapter will deal with the Kapara process of a Mitzorah. A Mitzorah is someone obviously afflicted with Tzara'at. And I'd like to echo something that uh, Yaakov mentioned um, in one of the previous chapters, that a lot of the dinim of Tum'ah Tahara can be viewed as a sort of therapy, uh, a therapeutic process. Uh, for which a person uh, has the opportunity to cleanse himself, to cleanse his psyche, uh, and a lot of the, a lot of the aspects of the tahura process, especially for a mitzvah, are extremely symbolic. And I challenge you to try and find the meaning and the symbolism um, of um, of of what the 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 process and the objects that are used in the tahara process for the. Mitzvah are obviously um, we certainly can never know for sure exactly why Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, instructed us to to, to use whatever objects uh, we use in the process of tahara tuman tahara um, and exactly why the process is this way because we we are not like Bilam uh, who claim to know the mind of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yodeh rather uh, following Harambam's way of uh, trying to understand mitzvot, the flavors of, of the mitzvot, we can certainly try to understand to the best of our ability um, some of the meaning behind these processes. And with that, we'll begin Perek Revi'i. When a person who has mitzvot is now healed from his, from his affliction of tzara'at, Ahar shemetaharin oto be'etz erez, so after someone who has Tzara'at is now healed, and after he undergoes the Tahura process, um, with the cedar tree, the etzeres, the hyssop or za'atar, the ezov, the red wool, uh, and the two birds, the shedetes tzipurim. And after all of his hair is removed, and after he is also dipped in the mikveh, after all of this, he is brought into Yerushalayim. He counts seven days, and on the seventh day, he uh, his hair is removed a second time, as it was uh, previously. Then he is dipped again in the mikveh, and his status is now that of a tevulyom. A tevulyom is somebody who, who dipped in the mikveh uh, on that day, but needs to wait until sunset, ma'arib uh, shimsho, to become tahor. And so this, again, Metzorah, comes into Yerushalayim. On the seventh day, he uh, removes all of his hair. Uh, he waits until sunset. And then the next day, on the eighth day of his tahorah process, he dips a second time and only then can he bring his korbanot. And why does the Mitzvah now have to dip on the eighth day after he, he dipped the day before on the seventh day? Because somebody who was, because in, from day one until day seven, he was Tameh. And when he was in, Obviously, because he was declared to be a mitzvah, and we we assume that he wasn't careful with 
Tum'ah, because obviously he was Tamein, he would have no reason to be careful with Tum'ah. And we're concerned that after dipping on day 7, he would still not be, be too careful um, and maybe come tame in between the seventh day and the eighth day. We're concerned again that he became tame after he dipped on the seventh day. That's why he needs to dip on the eighth day. And only then can he bring the korbanot. Therefore, on the eighth day, um, the metzora now goes to Azarat Nashim into a chamber called Lishkat uh, HaMetzoraim. Uh, even though uh, he didn't lose focus about not becoming Tameh, again, he still needs to dip. If the Metzora was delayed um, and did not remove all of his hair on the seventh day, and he only removed his hair on the eighth day or after a few days, um, he on the day that he removes his hair, he goes to dip into the mikveh, and then he waits until sunset, and then the following day, he um, can bring his korbanot after he dips the second time, as we described in Halakha Aleph. Kesad osin lo, what is done with the metzora once he is ready now to, br- to bring the korbanot? Ha-metzora omed the Metzora stands outside of Azrat Israel, across in front of the east gate, uh, facing west. And that's also where all of the Mehusare Kapara stand uh, at the time that it is at the time they are about to become Tahor and bring their korbanot. And this is also where the sota drinks, in the same area that the sota drinks the, the drink, the maim hamarim. And the kohen now takes the, the asham, uh, the, sheep, uh, the sheep offering uh, of the metzora while it is alive. And he takes the sheep and he lifts it up and waves it along with the log of oil on the east side of the Azara as he would do uh, as, for any regular tenufa. And if he um, took the, the, the asham separately and the log separately and did tenufa with them uh, separately, not together as he should have, uh, it is still uh, it is still okay, and he was yotze. And then the asham is brought uh, to the mitzora uh, at the entrance of the azara where he's standing. And the mitzora inserts his two hands into the azara. The reason why he inserts uh, his two hands is because he was he is still uh, he's still mitzora. He hasn't undergone any. He hasn't undergone the full process yet, and he, um, and on the one hand, it's you can a person can only do semicha inside the azara, but on the other hand, like we said, the mitzora is still tameh and he cannot enter the azara. That's why the mitzora inserts his two hands, places them on his korban, um, and he still has to be standing outside. 
So when he places his full body weight on the asham, and the animal is taken and slaughtered right away. And two kohanim receive the uh, the blood of the asham. One kohen receives um, receives the blood in a vessel in order to uh, sprinkle it on the mizbeach. And another kohen uh, receives the blood in his right hand. And then he takes the blood that's in his right hand and pours it into his left hand. And then he sprinkles the blood with the index finger of his right hand. And if the Kohen didn't do what he was supposed to and received the blood in his right in his left hand as opposed to his right hand, it is Pasul. Hadam Bakeli, the Kohen that received some of the blood in the vessel, Moliho, he carries the blood that's in the vessel, he, he sprinkles it on the Mizbeh first. Then, only after the blood is sprinkled on the Mizbeh, the second Kohen who received the blood in the palm of his right hand then comes to the Mitzorah. The Kohen who is standing with the blood in his now left hand uh, is standing inside the Azara. The Mitzorah is still outside of the Azara. The Mitzorah now inserts his head into the Azara. And the Kohen takes the blood um, that is in the that is in his hand, and then he 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 applies the blood on the uh, on the middle lobe of the mitzorah's right ear. Uh, and then the mitzorah inserts his right hand, and the kohen applies the blood on his right thumb. And after the the mitzorah inserts his right foot. And the Kohen applies the blood on his big toe. And if the, uh, the blood was applied on the Mitzorah's left hand, ear, uh, left thumb, ear, or toe, uh, he was not, not Yotze. Only after that, the Mitzorah's Hattat and Ola are offered and sacrificed. After the blood is applied on the Mitzorah's right ear, finger, and toe, the Kohen takes from the log of oil, and the Kohen pours um, the oil into the left palm of another, uh, of another Kohen. And if he poured the oil into the palm of his own hand, it is yotze and it's fine. And then the kohen, um, in which the oil is in their left palm, he dips his right finger into the left palm with the oil. And he sprinkles, and this is all the kohen, this kohen sprinkles um, the oil seven times towards the Kodesh HaKodeshim. 
each time he sprinkles the oil towards Kodesh HaKodeshim, he must dip his finger into the oil. But if he sprinkled the oil and he didn't aim towards Kodesh HaKodeshim, it is, it's okay, and the Hazayot are kasher. And afterwards, the Kohen then comes to the Metzorah, and he uh, applies the oil on the same places where he applied the blood uh, on his, on uh, the blood of the Asham, on his right, the middle earlobe of his right ear, his right uh, thumb, and his right, uh, his right big toe. And, and, and possibly, uh, one thought that came to mind for the reason for this is the blood uh, possibly symbolizes the, the Tum'ah, symbolizes the Avon. And now the uh, Kohen, who is now putting the oil that's, that's, a little, that's pure, uh, now covers the blood, um, covers sort of the Avon, avon of the Metzorah. Now, uh, now the Metzorah is, uh, can now become Tahor. And now if you notice, uh, that the Metzorah is now called the Mitahir. And this is, the Torah also switches um, from the Metzorah, now ca- calls him the Mitahir um, in the process as well. Uh, and the remaining uh, portion of the oil that was in, in the Kohen's palm uh, is now uh, applied on the forehead of the mitahir, uh, formerly known as the metzorah, of the person who is seeking to become tahor. And if the oil was not applied on the mitahirs, uh, on the mitahir, uh, he did not achieve kapara. And the remaining portion of the log of oil uh, is divided amongst the kohanim. Remaining part of the oil is only eaten in the azara for male kohanim. Kishar kodeshim kash laasham, as would be as would be the case for other kochek kodeshim, um, because the oil was associated uh, with the with the asham. And the reason for this is because the oil of the mitzvah is sort of considered like a korban. Uh, because it was associ- because it's juxtaposed in the Torah to the Asham. The Pasuk in the Torah says, V'hikriv oto le'asham ve'et log ha'shemen. So from that, we, uh, we learn that the Asham and the log shemen sort of have, have the same status uh, and can only be eaten in the Azara by male Kohanim. V'asur le'echol mi'log ha'shemen ashe'iten mi'menu matan sheva, sheva umatan bohanot. And the shemen can only be consumed uh, after um, it was applied, uh, it was sprinkled seven times toward, towards Kodesh HaKodeshim, and uh, after it was applied on the Mitaher's uh, right uh, ear, uh, thumb, and big toe. And if the, if the oil was, uh, was eaten and consumed prior to it being sprinkled and applied on the mitaher, um, the, the, the person who eats it, the kohen who eats it, it would be liable for malkut, for violating a Torah prohibition, just as somebody uh, who would be liable for malkut if he ate uh, kodashim prior to 
the, the blood of the Kodashim being sprinkled on the Mizbeah. And as we mentioned in Hilchot Ma'aseh Korbanot, Perek Yod Aleph, um, you can on, a person can only eat Korbanot after the blood was sprinkled on the Mizbeah. If not, they would be liable for Malkut. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.